the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jenniferjackson.com. You're listening to Simply for Women. Oh, I have Maureen Miller with us today. It's such a treat. It's a pleasure. Maureen, welcome to the show. You're a wife. You're a mom. You're an adoptive mom. (laughs) I am. I'm an adoptive mother. That's true. Oh, that's wonderful. We want to hear all about the goodness of God in your life. So tell us. How did you come to know the Lord? Oh, well, I I was blessed to be raised in a in a beautifully rich, godly family with parents that love the Lord and grandparents that love the Lord. And so I can honestly say I probably came to know Jesus, although it's not been documented. I've tried to find it, but I think I was about four. Aww. And my family, yeah, they, had, they attended church, Sunday school, and vacation Bible school were huge in my upbringing, and I just, I just grew up with a very loving family. Um, my mom, in particular, one of my earliest memories is before bed when I was just a toddler, she would sing Jesus Tender Shepherd and the, the hymn by, I think her name was Mary Duncan. And I would know that when she sang that song and then after it was over, she would count to 20, it was time for me to snuggle in and go to sleep. And it was such <laughs> a beautiful way for me to, um, to just know that Jesus was close by. That's beautiful. Aren't, there's nothing like a good mother, is <laughs> a good godly oh mother. She must have taught you a lot. You know, she did teach me a lot. I can I can tell you that as a child I was quite fearful, and um, she taught me probably when I was in elementary school, a little bit older than um, the story I just referred to. But she taught me the power of. Um, applying memorizing and then applying scripture as my sword and I memorized the 23rd Psalm when I was quite young but there were many nights that I laid my head on the pillow and would recite the first five words but each time I would go through the first five words of Psalm 23 I would emphasize one of the words Mm. but the Lord is my shepherd 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 and oftentimes I wouldn't get through it more than a couple times and I'd be sound asleep. So it was a great way to learn that Jesus was my good shepherd and he was always with me. Hey, that's a great little activity for menopause sleep <laughs> issues. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to try that. The Lord is my shepherd. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> so did your mom put a seed of motherhood in your heart? And what happened? Were you, I don't know if I, if I can ask, uh, were you unable to have children or you chose not to? What happened there? Oh, yeah. So I grew up just loving children. I babysat. Some of my earliest jobs were babysitting. Um, but I loved to play house as a little girl. The dream of my heart was to be a mom. I mm-hmm. truly know that the Lord, and I think he you know, He sees everything. So he saw my little girl heart loving tending to my, my baby dolls, and he knew the struggles that were coming, but he was already establishing in me such a love for them and a love for him that the way he meshed that later in my life would be so beautiful. Um, you know, absolutely. I, my husband and I um, discovered when we were newly married, um, 
We got married. I was 19. He was 20. We started dating when we were in 7th and 8th grade. So we're getting ready to celebrate on the 18th of March, our 40th year of being together. And we dated through school. Most, mostly, we only broke up a couple times for short little periods. But we got married when I was 19 and he was 20. We were students at Asbury University, oh. which I'm sure you've heard something about yeah. lately. And um, we had, you know, you think marriage is going to solve all your problems, but I had some struggles of my own and just really um, just had emotionally and spiritually was struggling. I, I wouldn't say that as much as I knew the Lord and loved the Lord all those years, I really took ownership of my faith when I was about 21 in just some very unique uh, circumstances that were very personal to me. But it was shortly thereafter, and I'm so thankful that it was because I was already strong in my personal relationship with Jesus that we learned that we were going to probably struggle to have children biologically void a miracle. And so um, from that, we um, waited some years. The Lord gave a promise for children early on in that journey, but it took years for that, that promise to be fulfilled. And, of course, as we know, God doesn't always answer our prayers exactly as we might imagine. And for us, the, um, the beauty of a family came through the miracle of adoption. So I say I have three children that were born in my heart. <laughs> I love that. How? What ages were they when you adopted them? So all three of our children, um, we have two sons and a daughter. Our sons were um, newborn. So our son, Dorian Samuel, whose name means gracious gift of God, hmm. for whom I prayed, he was born February 3rd of 1998, and we were in the delivery room with his birth mother. My husband cut the cord, and we were able to be there from the beginning. Um our son, Jacob Riley, who was born in San Diego, California, and has a unique um, story. Um, he, I was there several hours after his birth. Um, however, his birth mother changed her mind um, about a day and a half, two days after he was born, and we did lose him very briefly. But he came back to us shortly thereafter, and we've had him since the beginning as well. He was born on August 18th of 1999, so our sons are 25 and 23. <laughs> and then um, there were a couple failed adoptions, which you mentioned earlier, but then um, in 2012, almost uh, going on 11 years ago, it was exactly the 31st of March, our daughter Allie, who's in eighth grade, she's 13, joined our family on a bright and sunny Saturday morning um, after the loss of she struggled some of her own losses. Through, um, she was adopted by her grandfather, and he died suddenly at the breakfast table one morning. And so she was needing a placement, and she came to our lives when she was just shy of three. Oh, goodness gracious. So those are the three that you still have to this day. But there yeah. were two others that you lost. Is yeah. that right? What happened there? Yeah. So our son, Ian, as I mentioned, was born in February of 1998. And very, very soon after his birth, in fact, it made us go, okay, God, you have a sense of humor, but but we're going to seek you. And he guided us to pursue um, an adoption situation that we became aware of, um, a little girl that was going to be born in May of the same year, 1998. We um, began to communicate with the birth mother and then met with her um, in Columbia, South Carolina, to sign our papers and so forth. Um, she was born in mid-May of that year, and I was there for her birth. My husband was a resident at Greenville Memorial Hospital in Greenville, South Carolina at the time, so he was not able to be there right when she was born. He, 
came later that day and met her, and we named her Devin Mara Lee. <laughs> and we were with her um, at the hospital there in Columbia for the first night. And the next morning, um, my husband had returned to work, and I was going to be returning with her to our home in Simpsonville, South Carolina, where we live. Um, our attorney had assured us that everything was wonderful. I had met with the biological family, extended family, and they all seemed like everything was wonderful. But as we know, it's very difficult to let go of things precious to us. And um, we've all had to learn how to relinquish certain things and lay our Isaacs down. In this situation, um, I was in the hospital room with, with Devin, and the, just the atmosphere began to change. And all of a sudden, I was told not to leave the room and just to stay. And without even a warning, she was whisked from my arms and taken away. And I just um, remember being, my head was swirling. And somehow I had to find my way back up I-26 from Columbia to the Greenville, South Carolina area myself. And I just have to say that as I, I don't remember finding my car in the parking garage. I don't remember driving that that bit of road, but I know that between Columbia and Simpsonville, where we lived, somewhere along that that stretch of road, I I wrestled and I wailed and I cried, and the enemy wanted to have his way. Um, but in those moments, I heard the Lord say so clearly, "Am I good?" And being a gentleman, he didn't push, but he was persistent. And I didn't answer because in the moment I didn't want to say what I thought. And he said again, am I good? And I finally relinquished. And without even knowing that this was scripture and therefore the spirit, he was calling me to recite scripture, which became a, a weapon against the enemy. And I was able to say, yes, you are good. And he said, then let's go home. And so in that instance, with those hour and a half, those two hours or so that it took to get from the hospital home, I was able to cross the threshold broken but not beaten down. And though I was devastated, I was not defeated. And it changed my attitude. And we still celebrate Devin's birthday every May because in our hearts she just was always going to be our child. But only a couple short weeks after losing her the first time, we received a letter in the mail from our attorney telling us that she had passed away of unknown causes in the home, which we knew was a, a pretty difficult, rough home. But his request of me was, would I write her mother a letter of sympathy? And because I felt the pain of loss in my own heart, I was able to write with earnestness her mother to tell her how sorry I was for her loss. And it was a second loss for me in some ways, but I was able to face that with the, the joy of the Lord that only he can offer. So that was, that was our first loss. Maureen, you have had so much loss, so much grief, but yet God gave you three beautiful children. You've walked a walk of faith, and yeah. I thank you for sharing your story. I thank you for sharing your heart. You know, it's really inspiring that we can adopt children and and see the grace of God, the goodness of God in that process. And I just love your faith. Thank you for being with us today on Simply for Women. I hope you'll join us again sometime. Yeah. It's been great speaking thank with you. you. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Well, I'm Jennifer Jackson. And if you want to learn more about the show, go to JenniferJackson.com. I have prayers for you. I have recipes for you. I have books there. Simply joy, rain, or shine. Maybe you need some joy in your life. Send me an email. I want to hear from you. Hey, are you enjoying the show? Let's talk.
Have a great day. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jenniferjackson.com. That's jenniferjackson.com. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.